0: It is Monday, the 18th of January, 2021. It looks like the website problems might finally be coming to an end. And you're listening to this episode of the Handsome Genius Club Radio show. Hey kids, welcome to the show. Anthony Kingdom James, your hero, your host, your Uncle Kingdom. Oh, man. Uh, After two weeks, literally two weeks, of trying everything to get a new website up and running and get the podcast feed out to people, uh, I finally gave up on Sunday. I called HostGator Support. It took three calls on Sunday. I got disconnected a couple of times, not fun, but it, it, on the third call, I finally got some guy. I said, this is what the problem is. An email I got from, uh, from, you know, upper support didn't do anything. (laughs) Didn't even address the problem, dude, erase the entire site and, uh, and I'll fucking start again. And that's what I did. I had them erase the entire site and... I spent Sunday night as a matter of fact I'm sitting here it's 2:30 in the morning and I'm still working on some stuff. But I took some time out uh in the evening to uh to record this podcast with our good friend Rex Atkins. Rex is a professional wrestler and uh and a good brother who has his own podcast called Whatcha You Talking Boot that's that's Rex's gimmick is the boot, the big boot, um, and he he started a podcast a few weeks ago, and he's it's it's been pretty good. He's had some cool guests on oh my God, the cat is sitting right in front of me and staring up at me like she wants some affection. Things have changed with chloe she the last couple of days she's been really affectionate, and she's been. Instead of running through the apartment, she walks. She she's starting to figure out that it's safe. She uh, she comes closer to me. She she brushed by me la- uh, Saturday night to walk under my desk and find a new place to sit. Um, the problem is that lately she's also been just trying to fuck up my dining room chairs. Something awful that in the comics. she is still pulling co- she's reaching up to the second second shelf and pulling out atomic robos now uh <laughs> anyways listen back to back to today's show rex has a a, a podcast called whatcha talking boot in, in in the 8 or 9 weeks that he's been doing it he's had episodes with uh with guests like uh Ricky morton of the rock and roll express uh cw anderson uh Rene Dupree and uh some uh some of our fellows from the Union like Lenny Lilac and uh and Jeff Black. And it's it's a fun show. It's freewheeling and uh kind of childish <laughs> and it's good conversations with good folks uh largely about uh wrestling and especially about old school wrestling. And um uh Today we just talk. I'm in a, I, I was in a bear of a mood when we recorded this because I I was still dealing with HostGator and they had just erased the website, so I was just starting again, and uh, so I'm a little pissy. <laughs> I'm a little pissy, but it's it's good. It, it's uh, it's a long conversation. It's a good conversation. It's uh, Rex is a uh, he's a damn fine guy so um more than pleased to talk to him and hopefully we'll have him on the show again and we'll we'll talk uh maybe we'll talk some specific wrestling this time next time you know maybe we'll maybe we'll pick an old school show and review it or maybe we'll maybe we'll uh talk to talk about a specific wrestler it's pro wrestling, so there'll be plenty of opportunity to eulogize somebody at some point. Oof. Um, but yeah. Anyways, that's today's show. So the feed is working again for iTunes. And, um, I, I'll get Spotify and uh, Stitcher and Google Play going again. And, um, yeah. Oh, I'm going to do this now. So uh, I don't have to edit anything into the end of the show. Um, this week is an important week. We're going to see uh, Joe Biden inaugurated. It's the last few days of the Trump administration, and everybody is braced for what what he might do, what bullshit will happen next uh, here in Canada. And I think we'll talk about this on Wednesday. We gotta start looking at Aaron O'Toole and the Conservatives because Aaron O'Toole, the new leader of the Conservative Party of Canada, uses a lot of Trumpian language when he speaks. He talks about take Canada back. Take Canada back from who? Who is he setting up as the as, as the enemy to, you know, quote unquote real Canadians? And and that is that is dangerous fucking language. And I think after watching four plus years of it in the United States, we gotta do everything we can to stomp that shit out in Canada now and quickly. Let these motherfuckers know that that, that kind of racist, sexist, uh, oh, homophobic, uh, anti-woman, Othering of people, othering, uh, cannot spread in Canada. We have to, we have to work as hard to stop that shit here in Canada as we did to encourage people in the United States to, uh, to put an end to it. And, and, and I'll tell you uh, one other thing a tweet that I made, uh, early Sunday morning that I want to share with you. Uh, watching the, watching what's going on in the states, continuing to watch what's going on in the states, I said that this stop the steal is a sad rally cry of racists and dullards who deny the existence of white privilege, but just under the surface of their skin, see the inherent power of that skin color fading away. And it might be happening at a glacial pace for us, but any pace is too fast for them. I don't want that coming to Canada. Ida, it's, well, you know what? It's here. I don't want it to grow. I don't want it to take such root that I have to worry about the conservatives forming a federal government here in Canada ever again, because if this is the path they're going down, if this is the Trump pseudo fascist path, they're going down, then fuck them, fuck them fucking sideways coming and going. Aaron O'Toole is leading a conservative party that is riddled with racism, bigotry, anti-science sentiment, anti-logic thought, just the same way the Orange Nightmare did it in the United States. And like I said, look how well it worked out for them. Okay, that's my rant. Time for the record scratch. And then a whole lot of nonsense talk with me and Rex Atkins. Thanks for listening. Uh Take care of one another. Find some good trouble to get into. I will talk to you again tomorrow. Remember, kids, your Uncle Kingdom loves you. Bye.
1: Oh, uh, okay. Trevor says to
0: say hi. Oh, good for Trev. Hey. Yeah, yeah he, says he uh, likes you a lot. Yeah, Trev's a good guy, dude. I mean, obviously, but he, uh, Trev is amongst the fellows who uh, sang the Fresh Prince theme at me at a fight show when (laughs) ash was running that fucker (laughs) i was trying to get him i was trying to get him to a union show for a while but it kept conflicting with uh shooting letter kenny
1: yeah that's what he said he was telling the story i didn't
0: want him i didn't want him to think that the only reason i was talking to him was to try and get him to a show and advertise him because i actually like Trevor Wilson he's a fucking he's a solid dude man so yeah so I might try again at some point but or get him on the podcast or something but uh no like I mean there's only so many times I can ask before it it feels to me like I'm just bothering him
1: yeah yeah I was surprised that he never like he said he uh trained with uh squared circle for a bit yeah uh like I think it was like almost 10 years ago but I was surprised that he hasn't done anything wrestling but just because he's a big guy he looks scary in life yeah so it's, and then on top of it i mean he's kind of famous already anyway so
0: yeah well i wanted not? to put him i wanted to i wanted to have him ring announce and then give him a spot in a battle royal put him over for a for for a battle royal or something right
1: he also said that he uh page talked to him about possibly doing something with a1 a while ago uh, yeah. but the problem there was too that they wanted him to be squirrely dan which he
0: can't Take the character. Oh, I don't right? want like him to be squirrely Dan. I want him to be fucking Trevor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What do I want? I don't want squirrely fucking Dan. <laughs> yeah, he's <a>, uh <laughs> No he's offenses. A <laughs> I,
1: I, I found him as a comedian before I ever found him on Letterkenny. He was oh, like, yeah, he's she, a murderer, yeah. man. Like
0: he's great. Yeah. He's fantastic. What is this cat doing? Anyways, often during this I will look over to one side and ask what the cat is doing. 'Cause she's gonna She's looking for something under a chair now, and I think I know where her little blue ball is now. My cats absolutely love this room.
1: It's fairly warm now because of the foam that we have put up and it's got a carpet. It's the only place in our house that has a carpet. Okay. So th- every day I come in here and they're just they take the whole place. We have three of them and they
0: take the entire room over. Uh, how do you have kids? What the for the longest time I had no idea that you had kids. You have how many kids do you have? Two. Two? Yeah. Two Why? girls.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Why would you do that?
1: Um, yeah, yeah I went through a, uh, not a ma We weren't legally married, but common law marriage. Uh, and I thought that was the thing to do. You know, I was settling down. We had the house and then we had kids and then things didn't work out. And now we share and mm. yeah, but yeah, they're nine and 10. Uh, one was turning 11 in a couple of weeks yeah but yeah uh, i don't know it was just something i was doing when i was younger and then (laughs) now i got these awesome kids well yeah sure they're great now but you know (laughs) hey look at it this way i had them young so when i'm 39 they'll be legal adults yeah and i'll be able to still be you know just under 40 oh i thought you were going to say an asshole (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then I can finally buy the van and just travel yeah. the countryside and do indie shows.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's what,
1: that's my fantasy. <laughs>
0: I'm 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 waiting for, I'm waiting for uh, for Devon uh, Devon Dudley to leave his producer job with the WWE and and go to AEW tag with his kids. <laughs> Are his kids old enough? Yeah, his kids have worked AEW already. I don't know
1: anything. I'm so out of the loop. Well, that I knew. Yeah. I just rewatched the same wrestling matches on YouTube nonstop. I watched uh Dr. Tom. I'd like to talk to Tom. I watched that angle about once a month. That's my <laughs> wrestling for the month.
0: <laughs> okay. I'm I'm watching I'm watching AEW and um uh I, I watched the three days of Wrestle Kingdom, the two two nights of Wrestle Kingdom and and New Year's Dash. And that's uh that's the mo- those three days are the most wrestling like I concentrated on in a long time, AEW I leave on in the background, or I'll I'll skim through it the next day. Uh, sometimes I'll watch it, you know, as it's live. But um, you know, I finally came to the realization this week that there's just nothing. There's nothing in the WWE that interests me, and when there is something that piques my curiosity, they take it away. Like Lucy taking a football from Charlie Brown. And if I watch WWE programming, it's, it's out of a morbid 35 year habit. It's um, you're not, you're not doing like, I mean the last week it looked like we were going to get, uh, scrap iron Adam Pierce out of retirement for a match with Roman Reigns. And I thought that holy caught my shit. attention. I thought, holy shit. I want to see this because scrap uh, fucking Pierce can go. Yeah. <laughs> he, he he probably hasn't taken a, a many bumps except for, uh for, for a joke in the afternoon in the past five, six years, this could be really fun. And then they switched, no offense to him, but they switched it to Kevin Owens. I was like, okay, well, I've seen that.
1: Yeah, it's like they didn't want to fully admit that he was a wrestler at one point. You know what I mean? It, they kind of, I seen it on online. That's all, cause I don't have cable. That's why I, I don't watch. Neither do I. It's do not I. that I don't watch wrestling because I'm, you know, too cool to watch wrestling. I just yeah. don't, uh, I don't know how to stream it or where to get it. No, so
0: I'll, I'll show you that. But I mean, geez, it's, it's just. <sighs> The other thing is, there's that Jackson Riker character, that uh, uh, Chad Lale, whatever his name is, that's on uh, Raw now, the who uh, completely pooched the Forgotten Sons gimmick beginning a la- uh, middle of last year when he uh, started spouting off about the George Floyd protests oh. and Donald Trump, and turned it into tried like to work it into a, the Forgotten Sons angle. And the world came crashing down on him, and they took all three of them off TV. And months later, they make two of them shave their beards. Which to me, that's the thing I would never forgive him for. <laughs> if I if I were one of his buddies, and they made me shave my beard to be, uh, who are they bodyguards for now? Baron Corbin, I think.
1: Yeah yeah and you got then, a thing against guys shaving their beards off. I remember I did that one time right before one of your shows, and you were yeah. not happy when I showed up to the venue with no. a clean face. <laughs> look at you, look at you when I shave i why look like... would
0: I want to look at more of that? <laughs> I look dad. like Homer
1: Simpson when he shaves you know for the second
0: no shit <laughs> just my dad shaved his beard off about a year or so ago a couple maybe a couple of years ago now. it's been so long it's literally been a year since i've been in a room with my father fuck uh but uh a year sometime in 2019 he shaved off his beard and i just stared at him and he smiled at me what's wrong and i said fucking grow that thing back i'm gonna sit here and wait i'll wait do it grow it back now i shaved uh i shaved
1: most of it off for november uh for the fundraising thing and my kids didn't want to come over.
0: Yeah, being the picture
1: and they were like, "Yeah, we don't want to
0: do that." Because look at you. <laughs> like just like me, like I don't shave my be- the, the the few times I I had to shave a bunch of my beard off to do that uh friggin' um dark side of the ring. Okay? And I almost didn't do the show because I had to shave my beard off. I hate myself without a beard. Big baby head. There's, let's face facts. Most men are plug ugly. <laughs> and, you, and you and I, you and I, you and I are in that category. We're not, you're okay. I'm okay. We're not really all that attractive on a grand scale of things. And the beard helps, it, it hides a multitude of sins. You know, it, at, hey. Speaking of Donald Trump Jr., he uses a beard in place of a chin or a jawline. That's what I do. I, I'm yeah. the same way. Yeah, and it makes it makes him makes me able to look at him just long enough to want to punch him, <laughs> <laughs> as opposed to as opposed to not being his brother Eric, who looks like, oh, God spilled a person. Uh. <laughs> There's a real you can see through those kids that there's a real law of diminishing returns with donald trump's uh seed and his children that it's like multiplicity it is <laughs> it's one or the other <laughs> it is reduced quality in those kids the further down the line you go i uh it's- <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm surprised we haven't seen like Frankenstein bolts in that barren kid's neck. <laughs> he's
1: a troll. Jesus,
0: he's gonna be president of living under a bridge. <sighs> Did
1: you see uh, the Virgil thing? <laughs> the Virgil thing. Yeah, it's it's pretty. I, I didn't even. I was gonna post it, and then I felt too bad because the guy gets shit on all the time. And I didn't okay, want to well, be a part of just, like, posting something that would be embarrassing even more. Is that this a that. new
0: Virgil thing?
1: Yeah. He, uh, he was doing a cameo. And then he turned around and posted the cameo on his Twitter. And the uh, whole time, his nut is hanging out of his shorts in the video. That's like, on purpose. You think so? Come I think it was on. a hole. There's, like, a hole, a little hole, and you just see the nut hanging out at the
0: bottom. That's on purpose. That's gotta be on purpose. He he can't, he can't be that fucking ridiculous, can he? You don't think he's that oblivious?
1: Because I've like I did you. I seen him on Jim and Sam Live. It was at the Montreal Comedy Festival, and he was he was out there. Like I always thought, maybe it was a little bit of a work. But I'm starting to think maybe
0: it's just you know an older guy who's not totally aware. Take this. Take this for the terrible pun it's meant to be. Sure, Virgil's a nutter. But is he a nutter?
1: <laughs> I I don't know. I don't know how to. I don't think he.
0: I don't think he has the fuck money he wants, and I think he's <laughs> willing to. I think he's willing to do whatever if he if he thinks it'll get him a little fuck money.
1: Yeah, I guess if he knows, maybe that's why he posted it on his Twitter. Why else would you put a cameo on your Twitter, on your own Twitter? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know where the picture is. I don't know if I can show it on here. Anyways.
0: Do I want to see a picture of Virgil's testicle? <laughs>
1: Wait, you get it? You get?
0: You don't need to see the picture. <laughs> I don't. I don't need to see. I don't need to see Mike
1: Jones scrotum. Oh fuck! Yeah, I'm not going to show you.
0: I don't. Thank I want to
1: put. I'm going to put it on YouTube anyway. so I. am going
0: to put it on. Hey, don't don't put his nut on YouTube. That's what
1: I'm saying. Yeah, I'm not. Well, also, it'll probably okay. take my video down, and yeah, I can't have Virgil's nut sack ruining my podcast. <laughs>
0: Yeah, like Lenny, like Lenny reminded you uh, uh, on a recent episode. Uh, we know a guy who got taken off a of Twitch for showing a nut. So, <laughs> so I mean, you know, just hey, you know, keep it between the lines.
1: Are you and Lenny planning anything after uh, this, or, or not even thinking about it?
0: I'm well. As we get closer to it, it becomes less likely. But I have had April ninth. Friday, April 9th, booked at the Transac. I booked it 16 months in advance. Wow. Because it's my 50th birthday. Oh. So, uh, I actually have... I followed up a few months later, and I reserved the 10th as well. And I was going to run birthday party and then union show. Um, now, uh. Because um, because morons won't wear masks and because they won't stay home um, and we're getting five times the number of daily uh, new COVID infections every day in Ontario than we were during the height of it in the spring, last spring. It doesn't look likely that I can even have just the birthday party. On top of that, uh, uh, Vince just moved Mania, WrestleMania, to that same weekend. So yeah, but sometimes that's something... okay.
1: Sometimes that's a great time to run is right on that when everything's being because everyone sees wrestling everywhere. And yeah, then... but
0: but there's what's the point of running Saturday evening if WrestleMania is now two nights, Saturday and Sunday? Oh, is it Saturday? I would and literally, Sunday? I would literally be running up against. WrestleMania. Yeah, that would be stupid. So yeah. I thought it was a so Sunday. T- so the tenth is a write-off, anyways. Um, I would love to do something on the ninth, but considering I'm not estimated, personally estimated to to get vaccinated until maybe July at the earliest. I can't. I can't run anything.
1: I won't. I won't run. How do you know when you're getting vaccinated?
0: Oh, uh, there's been some shit in the media about when you know, like what what the estimates would be. For, oh, okay. And and there was actually, I didn't save it because it made me sad. There was a um, uh, a, a, like a a calculator online. Plug in your whatevers, and and it'll tell you when you can expect to be vaccinated. And mine was like, uh, by the end of September. And I'm like, what the are they going by age? Well, like, do uh, the eldest
1: get it first, and then work their way down? Yeah, uh,
0: the first priority is healthcare workers and people in people in uh, long term care homes. I think come next, and then anybody over seventy, and then you know the humans. What if you're thirty
1: two and you look like you're forty seven? What if you're about to,
0: What if you're about to turn fifty and you got pre existing conditions? You've been in your goddamn house since March. <laughs> You've been in your goddamn apartment since March, and uh, and and uh, and and the funds will run out in the spring. You know. Yeah. What so, What are you doing now? Uh, I'm uh, mostly I'm watching this cat.
1: <laughs> like honest to god,
0: I uh, I'm I'm doing a little bit of writing. I've been fighting to get my website to work for the past two weeks. I actually, that's why we delayed recording this today is I, um, I went to my, uh, my, my hosting site and I said, look, if you can't fix this, then fucking scrub the whole thing, reinstall it from, uh, from the basics. And I will, I will start from scratch and so far it's working as we speak i am uh, i'm waiting for uh my approval from itunes for the podcast once again it's the rss feed is working properly apparently and it's been properly submitted for review so you know i'm doing i'm doing little bits of this and that nothing that's going to bring in, an, in the income i need by the time i need it yeah. So, you know, there's going to be a reckoning sometime around May 1st where I have to decide uh what the fuck am I going to do?
1: You're going to be living here in uh my bedroom
0: <laughs> studio. Yeah. yeah. You I, can I, be
1: in here with the uh, I have the other guys trying to move in uh pretty Ricky and MC Hardbody. They bug oh, me every geez. week.
0: What's <laughs> up with them? I don't I don't this is not meant as an insult, okay? Yeah. Cuz I don't know them well enough to insult to insult them, but what is up with them? <laughs> <laughs> they listen like to it. I tried a- to, I I think it was I, I were you on their podcast?
1: Yeah, I'm on it every week now.
0: Yeah, I think I think I tried to listen to like your first episode with them or it might have been it might have been hackers episode. Yep. Um And it was like I don't I don't know what's going on, and it's it's disturbing me while I try to wash dishes. So, (laughs) so I'm just going to listen to another episode of my brother, my brother and me. I don't uh, because I don't I don't really know them. I don't I I don't know I don't think I know Hardbody at all. I would be if I've met him, I'd be surprised. I can't, Um, and I know Ricky a little, and you know Ricky Ricky seems cool, but. Dude, I'm 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 old. I don't have the energy for the fucking kind of nonsense I ha- I you know I that I myself would have done in my twenties. I I I couldn't. You see, I think year- I think what they're trying to
1: do uh, is like something along the lines of like what Eric Andre did or Tom Green or Zach Galifianakis, where it's like getting people pissed off. But yeah. I think the thing they forget is that those shows are a work and that the talent that's on air is is usually part of it. Yeah. And I think they're not doing that. They're just actually pissing people off. Yeah. Well that's like, for instance, Scotty O'Shea uh Oh, I know, I know all uh, has the heat reason now because the of
0: reason I listened to that. Yeah, you know, it was the Scotty O'Shea episode. The reason I tried listening to that episode is because I listened to to Hackers Podcast and I knew the story.
1: Yeah. So and I there's thought, a lot okay, of long... uh, that, what you heard, or if you ever listen to their podcast, there's a lot of edits. So it's a lot worse than what you hear on there. It, it gets worse.
0: I just, you know, I listen more power to them. They're happy. They like what they're doing. That's fine. I'm sure just by talking about it with you, that this will become a topic. <laughs> <laughs> this will be for a bad on the next show for sure yeah. and i don't i don't that's fine whatever i don't have the energy man i don't have the energy anymore i don't have the energy uh i don't have the energy to cause the chaos that i did in my 20s or even my early 30s i just don't have that my my philosophy at this point is um uh there's there's two commandments come down off the mountain with stone tablets. And there's two commandments on them. One be happy 2 don't fuck with anybody any more than is absolutely necessary to accomplish. Number one. And I just, I don't, I feel bad. If I've made somebody feel bad for no good reason. Um, I, I
1: had the same problem this past week. We recorded, uh, an episode where we were prank calling people Uh, and I didn't do any until the very end. Yeah. Uh, And I prank called Chris Thorne.
0: Oh, and I
1: did it right after he had ran a, uh, a taping in his building. Yeah. Where apparently there was no fans or anything, but he had a, you know, some segments being filmed inside. So I decided to give him a call and pretend to be somebody complaining about that. Okay. And immediately following the call, I just had so much guilt and so much like anxiety from it that I had to call him like within five minutes and tell him, I'm sorry, it was me. Cause I knew right away, as soon as I made that call that his entire household was probably disturbed by this. Cause he was probably yelling and screaming and freaking out. Cause he's so nervous anyways, about getting in trouble, you know, just having a business there. Yeah. Can you hear this? We are connecting.
0: Now I can. And we're live. You can hear that audio. Fuck my ass,
1: Thorn is next. <sighs> the one, and gentlemen, and the gentlemen. guy we waited last for. That's definitely not going to answer. It's like if he does, though. This is a good sight. See, it's just with a pile of fucking bills. And there you go. <laughs> as this is happening, my heart is racing. You know, I, I know that it.
0: feeling. I know that feeling. Waiting to hear if you put on a stupid voice. I do. Yeah. Hello? Hello? Hello?
1: Hello? Is this Frank? Yes. Yes. I'm a neighbor of yours at the building. Sort of me? I'm a neighbor of yours at the building. At the building. Were you doing some sort of event there tonight? No, I was not. I was doing filming. Well, my wife said there's a lot of cars parked there. Pardon me? My wife said there's a lot of cars parked there. There's nobody in the cars. She said 13, 14 cars parked there.
0: How is that a defense? <laughs>
1: there's nobody well, who in Who am them. I talking to? Earl. Earl. Pardon me? Earl. I'm trying to hide. I, I, I don't want to I, expose I myself. I'm is. trying not to talk. Is some sort of stag and doe down there? No, there was not. With her music? Pardon me? Music. Loud music people.
0: There was no there was, there was no people.
1: Well, like let, I didn't have a crowd or anything like that. There's a lot of people. And we're a little upset about it. No, them. there wasn't. There's we're really There was not a lot of people. My wife's sick, you know.
0: Okay, I don't know who I'm t I am do not even know who I'm talking to.
1: Earl, I run a place a few doors down from you. And we've seen a bunch okay. of cars there tonight. This is a pandemic. Oh God. Okay. And you got a bunch of... Sir, I, I did not have a live event going on tonight. You're you, wrong. You got a bunch of Fruit Loops in there, dressing up in underwear, running around. <laughs> and we won't have it.
0: <laughs> Pardon me? We won't have
1: it. So I'm sure, like, this call is happening and he is just freaking out inside. <laughs> like, he's been thinking about this for weeks.
0: You should be ashamed of yourself. Well, I think and I'll tell so you, you what, hold on, me. hold on. Turn it to turn it. You're not gonna it's not gonna get any better. You're not exactly <laughs> you're not exactly the jerky boys. You're a jerk. <laughs> but you're not exactly Hey let me tell you something, Earl. You mind your own fucking business. That's the answer. Um yeah. I can see why I can see why you called to apologize. Cause, I mean, uh, my laughter is at how lame you are. Well, <laughs> come on! It this was a poor good... guy, and you're oh, you're you're not you're gonna give her. <laughs> you, you fucking tool. Well,
1: that was me trying to join in in the fun of the Blackball podcast with MC Hardbody, Pretty Ricky Wildey. That's a shout out uh, for my so-called friends. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I, I don't think I'm cut out for it because, like I said, as soon as that happened, it, it affected me for the next 12 hours. I woke up the next morning still a little bit of, like, guilt and, like, feeling bad about it. Yeah. I don't know if that's just age or if it's just being a good person. It is.
0: It's not age. It's maturity. <laughs> yeah, sure- Maybe. At a certain point, you're in your life. You're not looking to disrupt everything you see. You're not looking to cause dis- so discomfort. I mean, fi- find find your own discomfort if it encourages you to do something new. Okay. See, there's there's a there's a channel on YouTube called Yes Theory. And their uh, their motto is seek discomfort, right? So instead of just sitting around the house and doing nothing, hey, let's pack up and go to Dubai and see what happens, right? right. And there's there's kind of a there's kind of a a, a, a real privileged douchebag element to it, but <laughs> but I think what they're doing is cool. You're you know, I. I just, I just don't want to fuck with people anymore, man. I'm, uh, there's a certain point where it's just, there's a certain point where it's not funny. Because let's put it like this: if you put, if you, you're, you're chewing gum and you stick it in the middle of somebody's slice of pizza, ha ha. Well, do you want that done to you? Do unto others. So yeah. I just, eh, I just.
1: I get what you're saying. Like less, uh, less tension. Uncomfortable is okay, but not necessarily tension. Yeah, Uh, yeah.
0: There's, I I, I, adrenaline for the right reasons. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I just, I, I, I had this conversation. I had a a, a part of this conversation with uh, with a friend last night. We were, uh, we were looking back on. We're looking back on some shit from like, fuck, uh, fifteen, seventeen years ago, and discussing it. And you know, uh, I, I was having I was having that kind of mea culpa moment in that. And it was like, hey, did anything I say or do, even in jest, make your life more difficult at that point. Because <clears throat> it's, it's a it's a waste of energy to uh for me it's a waste of energy to uh fuck somebody over for five seconds of entertainment. Now if 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 there's somebody you know, if we're talking about we're talking about the young kids at a at a wrestling promotion or something, there's a difference between hey, I'm just going to goof on you, or hey, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to guide you towards the decision, or I'm going to point out what you're doing wrong. And so, you know, some people are so so fucking sure of what they're doing so convinced that they are right that they can't see the forest for the trees, that sometimes you got to smash their head into a tree to show the, Hey, stop, look around. This is what you're doing. This is, this is going to lead you down bad paths. Those are cases. If it's, there's a difference between criticism and productive criticism. And if there's, if there's, if I got to fuck up your shit to uh, to reassemble the pieces and make it better in the end, that's one thing. But if it's just like, if it's just a matter of, you know, this will get us through the next five minutes of boredom if I set this guy's shoes on fire, <laughs> you know?
1: <laughs> I think it's all circumstantial too, because obviously there's a difference between being at like a show on a Saturday when you're two hours away from home and you're there for six hours and you go home versus say you're on the road with guys for two weeks straight and you're nothing but just in a van together for 24 hours a day, every day
0: there, there, there is there, you know, there's a time and a place for nonsense. Absolutely. I I will, I will allow for constructive nonsense for as like, um, like watching mash, you know, there's what? nonsense that there's nonsense that Hawkeye and and Trapper got into, just to get through the soul crushing fucking truth of their current existence. You know, let's yeah. build a still. Let's play golf off a helipad. Let's <laughs> fuck with a general so he doesn't keep killing people. And uh, and I'm sure if you're stuck in a fucking unheated van driving across the 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 shady patch of ice that's been cleared on a lake and then you're sleeping on the floor of a community center <laughs> and you're you're hoping you're hoping that you 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 do still have a couple of tins of tuna so that you can eat until you get back to civilization i'm sure the idea of yeah let's put icy hot in this guy's trunks is <laughs> <laughs> that
1: was the most accurate description I've ever heard of of a winter yeah.
0: tour. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, no, there's been numerous, well, a million rib stories you could talk. But, like, even a simple, I remember with uh, Frank's kid, Jesse, we were at a subway, and I think it was the first, like, actual food we've had in a week or two. Oh, it's sad that you're calling
0: Subway actual food. Right?
1: That was the closest thing to a hot meal that we'd had. Bread
0: has, the bread contains the same molecules as gym floor mats. <laughs> and that's a shoot. That's not me making that up. That was They got sued in the UK. You can't call this bread legally. Well, to us, a- anyways, it seemed You're like, in the
1: Subway. It seemed like uh, mother's home cooking uh, yeah. at that point.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> But yeah, like, and for some reason, just the pure boredom and being for weeks on end, I walked by him and just as the bread was about to touch his lips, I slapped it out of his hand and it just splattered all over the wall. And it was the greatest feeling of my, like, I haven't felt that. Oh man, like, was it so good? Like, it was just amazing. It was the best I felt in weeks. I was alive. And, uh, to me that was worth it, but I mean, and I bought him a sub, I bought him a sub afterwards and we all had a laugh, but for a split second there, yeah, he was gonna murder me.
0: I, I, no, I'm not, listen, I don't want anybody to think that I'm some kind of fucking angel and I've never done anything like that because I mean, it's only, it's not that long ago that, um, I remember we were sitting at work one night. We, you know, we usually go into... I work in a bar. work in a nightclub. And uh, we open at 8. We we start work at 7.30. And, you know, a lot of times we'll sit there, we'll watch Jeopardy and have dinner, right? Set up, and then we got some time. Quiet. It's the quiet time, we call it. The quiet hour. And... uh, Our... The doorman at my club... Fucking great guy. I love the guy. But he's... He has a lot of house cat DNA. Like if you get up out of a chair, he'll sit down in the chair. <laughs> if you're sitting there, he will come up to sit next to you and he will always manage to pull his chair just a little closer to you. And like, if you're sitting there for an hour, it's like continental drift. He just somehow his chair starts moving closer to you. you. <laughs> So he did this one night as he was approaching. I said, Don't pull your chair closer to me. Don't, just don't do it. And he did it with this big smile on his face. And I just I took his drink out of his hand. I took it like it was like a full bottle of Snapple or something. And I just took it out of his hand and turned over and fucking dumped it into the sink next to me. (laughs) And he's like, What are you doing? I said, I told I've told you a million times, I've been telling you for six years, don't don't move closer to me fuck dude and then he went i got i think i got up and he sat in my chair and i took his food and i threw it in the garbage it was like fuck you you were told now you now you suffer you're fucking with me i will fuck with you back. i've done the it same was just thing just the last last few bites of food but it was like fuck it felt it felt equal parts why are you doing this and glad you did it to just stop i've done that Fine. before when
1: guys are messing with the heat on long drives and we're going back and forth because i'm hot or he's cold or i'm cold and he's hot and there's been times i remember literally just hitting the eject when we had CDs still in the car and taking the <laughs> cd and just fucking hucking it out the window
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it doesn't make for a better ride though that's a bad one because it doesn't <laughs> no you can't buy it well i could buy him a new cd but
0: oh man Listen, I think in the end, what I'm trying to say is that I am a terrible person and I want to inflict as little of that terrible on other people as possible.
1: Well, it sounds uh, noble.
0: I, I try. <laughs> <laughs> I don't always succeed, but I try. So, I mean, Ricky and Hardbody, I mean, have your fun. Leave, please, God, leave me out of it. If, you, if they ever called me and wanted me to be on their podcast and just wanted to talk about whatever, I'd say sure. But if it's, if it's going to be, hey, I'm gonna, we're going to fuck with you. They're not going to tell you that, though. They just do it. And, and separately, so they're, then they're so wonderful. Then the wonderful future.
1: separately. But together, it's a problem.
0: Oh, my God. Well, that's just fucking high school shit,
1: dude. Yeah. That's high school shit. And you have to remember, Hardbody's 21 years old. Okay. He's a baby. He's just he he's trying things out. He's you know, he's crazy. He, I think he blames me uh for Oh what your is enabler? No, he he blames me for uh being too rough on him on the Northern tours uh over a year and says that's oh. why he's crazy now. But really it's just he smokes way too much weed and other things and just uh. you know, it's just turning crazy. But
0: why are we talking so much about them? Yeah, you're right. They don't deserve it. This seems it. like a waste of an opportunity for us. <laughs> like, I, I might edit all of this out of my version of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do much editing, to be honest. I should. Neither I do I. Up, but... Neither do I. So, I mean, you know, fuck you. Change the topic. All right.
1: Uh, <laughs> David Arquette. David Arquette, Did you watch that documentary? No, not yet. Yeah. I didn't realize it was on Netflix. It was sitting there the whole time and I didn't know.
0: Yeah, I, I'll I'll get around to it. I'm currently I'm almost through the second season of Dallas.
1: So. <laughs> Is that what you're watching?
0: Yeah, dude, I got a I got my VPN set to fool Amazon Prime into thinking I'm in I'm somewhere in California, so that I can watch Dallas. And I have just been ripping through the episodes, man.
1: <laughs> I'm redoing I, Sopranos right now.
0: I figure I'll I figure I'll get to the end of the fourth season, and that'll be it, because that's when that's when Jock dies. And after that, it's just, you know.
1: Yeah, I don't know anything about that show. When was that on? Like, what year? Started what in years?
0: 1978. Okay,
1: so yeah, I'm not...
0: Yeah. They, did, they did it as a five-episode miniseries, and it worked so well that they gave it like another... They gave, immediately gave it a 24-episode full-season order. So uh, depending on where you look... You'll you'll hear you'll see it spoken of as either season one or seasons one and two.
1: Oh, okay. So it's it's kind from. of a
0: yeah, like on on Amazon in the states, on Amazon Prime in the states. If you go through the season listings, it says season one and then season three. But season, season one is-, is the miniseries and the full season ordered together. But it's just such a good show, dude. It's fucking it's Game of Thrones without the bullshit. it really it's 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 a it's a family uh it's a family fighting amongst themselves for control of an empire and the people who had a rightful state another family that had a rightful stake to that empire trying to bring them down and all the people and all the conniving bullshit that goes with trying to you know trying to get money out of them and trying to get a a piece of what they've got and so, like, it, Succession. It, uh, I've never watched Succession. That's exactly
1: what, that sounded like yeah. the description for Succession. Yeah.
0: So, it's, you know, it's not, a, it's not an age-old. It's, listen, it's Game of Thrones without dragons. That's, that's <laughs> honest to fuck. The first few seasons of Dallas are such amazing television.
1: I'm going to have to check it. I don't know how to get it. I don't know how to do anything as you've, I'm so stupid that I, just, <laughs> like, uh, seriously, I just realized that Rob and Doug Ford aren't the same person that's how stupid i am
0: did you confuse did you confuse steve brown with one of them oh no, no that's not a, that's not a burn Split... <laughs> it sounded like one you were you were in the building when i was cutting promos when i was filming promos with steve brown dressed as rob ford we were calling him we we i did promos with him where he was calling himself mayor rob fraud <laughs> And he was promoing union shows. It was fantastic. He did. I think he may have done that for, uh, uh, for NSW at one point as well, or some other, one of the Hamilton promotions he did it for as well. So uh, yeah. Yeah. He, I was
1: just doing, I was just talking to somebody. I'm like, Oh yeah. I remember Doug Farley's on the news for like smoking crack or something. I'm like, yeah, man, that's <laughs> not the same person. <laughs> that's his brother. That's his dumbass brother. Well, they have the same exact look like they, he just oh, took yeah. a gimmick.
0: Yeah. They're, yeah. They they came from the same package. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean that pun. Did you see uh, Cody Diener's new look? Uh, I've seen one photo of it. What do you think of that? Um, I mean, I, I don't know that there's anything I'm supposed to think of it. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, it looks good. It looks it looks professionally put together. I I know you were talking about uh, you've talked about this on your show before and I kind of agree with what you guys were saying which is I you know I've been at shows with Diener and I know how much uh merch plays into uh Deener on the road. Yeah, the the brand, so, right? Like Yeah. So um I wonder I'm sure it took him a while to decide to pull the trigger on this because, you know, you're, you're in a comfort zone, right? So why, you know, why change what's working, but maybe it just wasn't working for him anymore. Maybe it's maybe the refresh is worth it for him to, uh, have a new, have a new, um, what's the word i'm looking for I, I, just uh, just be able to unleash creativity again yeah you know maybe make out yeah, of the mold yeah maybe it got stale for him which is the best reason to to make any change is if you know that this is me eh, this isn't exciting me anymore this isn't this isn't sparking my imagination there's a certain point where you know, there's a certain point where even Orange Cassidy will say, I have no innovation to add to this character. Yeah, there's nothing left to do. And it's not like Orange Cassidy is his first gimmick. Right. So somewhere down the road, uh, you know, I expect he, he will reinvent himself again, no matter how amazing that gimmick is. At some point, it's time for something new.
1: Yeah, I'm a super fanboy for what they're doing right now with there, just because I like I grew up in the fall, like near the falls. So yeah. when I first went to an indie show, it was Neo Spirit, and it was you know Eric Young, Cody Deaner, Derek Wild, that whole mm-hmm. crew. So now that you see those two on top of one of the the bigger wrestling companies, it's pretty sweet. Like,
0: yeah, and um, you know Eric isn't afraid of reinventing himself for sure. No, no, not at all. You know, so um and and Cody has reinvented himself before so yeah no this is just this is just smart and you know hey don't, there's no reason to stick around until the band plays the last song. You can, <laughs> you can leave the party early and get a head start on tomorrow.
1: You're so. speaking gibberish to me. is. Yes.
0: <laughs> oh, I know you, that's my problem. I know. I know, I know you're a last call hero. <laughs> I know you're, you're the fucking guy. You're the fucking guy who's, you know, last calls at two bar closes at two 30, door staff is still telling you, come on guys, you got to finish up and get the <laughs> fuck out you know I don't get to hey uh, what time do you guys work till Uh, yeah well you know until 15 minutes ago and now I'm working for free waiting for you so you can get the fuck out of the bar because you you ordered
1: five beers before
0: (laughs) you can go to you can go to work tomorrow and tell everybody what a fucking hero you were you were the last guy in the strip club I drank a whole (laughs) bunch of Miller lights (laughs) I'm a fucking party animal woo (laughs) East mode or whatever fucking idiots say to each other
1: no i would have called in sick to work thank you very much <laughs> and then been depressed for three days <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
0: i had a good time <laughs> <sighs> yep that's pretty much <laughs> yeah i mean that's why it's it's amongst the many reasons that i uh that i appear to be so antisocial social i've been working at a bar for 20 years do I want to hang out in a fucking bar yeah that's brutal (laughs) It's (laughs) we used to um when I first started working at the strip club we used to use our days off to go on what we called the bad strip club tour is we were you know this is like literally 17 18 years 18 years ago 19 uh when there were still somewhere upwards of Thirty or forty strip clubs in Toronto now there's six wow in Toronto, so we would um we we would pick just a terrible strip club and go there, so it was like you know Victoria Day, and we're in some shithole in Mississauga, or you know there was one on the, on Lakeshore west in Toronto that was. Uh, I think it, was, it wasn't Fairbanks hotel. Cause that's something else now, but it was some East Lake or West Lake hotel, something that they had a strip club. And we went there on boxing day and the fucking hockey game is on. And there's one chick in the place, this middle-aged black chick who started shooting the eyes at me. And I'm like, dude, Ron switch seats with me so I can pretend to watch the hockey game at least. And she was her, the place is so dead. She was basically her own DJ. She went up put on music and started dancing. And I'm like, fuck, you are wasting your time, lady. (laughs) But we used to, (laughs) we used to, we used to go to the worst strip club we could find on our days off. And then the next day, go to work at our fucking strip club. And there came a certain point where it was like, why the fuck are we doing this? Yeah. This is, this is what the British call a busman's holiday. (laughs) You drive a bus all year long. And then when you get your vacation, you're going to pack your kids up in a camper van and drive somewhere. Fuck off. Yeah.
1: I, uh, (laughs) I can't stand strip clubs anymore. Um, I just can't. I can't stand being bothered constantly, <laughs> and how like there it's, the oh it's the most carny. It's the most carny place in the world. Like
0: you just you just described my entire life. <laughs> I, I can't stand being bothered all the time. Well, it's just it's, some places aren't as
1: bad. Like uh, they're just not as aggressive. But yeah. for the majority of them that I've been to, super aggressive, nonstop, and it's almost you're almost an asshole if you. If you're there and you're not getting
0: dances. Well, you are an asshole. If you're there and you're not getting dances, I'm just, this is not my opinion. Yeah. This is just what I hear in the change room a hundred times a night from dancers. Why are you <laughs> fucking here? If you're not going to spend money. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Sometimes it's just there, you know what I mean? It's the thing yeah. that's right there. It's close by and yeah, yeah. but yeah, you're just a complete uh, fool tool. to them. If yeah, tool, I guess that's the word, not fool. If you're there Same and you're thing. not spending money on them. Like it's yeah. uh, you're you're in the flea market and you're not buying anything. You're just <laughs> you're there for the coffee.
0: Like You're <laughs> there for the coffee. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, it's like going to a strip club for the buffet. Yeah.
1: Which... Well, uh, Downer has a nice one. They did. I don't know if they do anymore, but they did buy the it. I
0: don't I don't know. I used to um the the club I started working at in burlington was co-owned by the guy who owned the sundowner and now he's passed away and his sons run the sundowner and um i don't know where i was going with this other than to say i i know the sundowner and no thank you (laughs) oh really you got some you got a scoop well, the last, no, I just, I just, well, it's not, it's not a scoop. I just, I just know it's like, it's like, you know, wrestling for one promotion and knowing something about the other promotion and thinking, Oh God, I don't want to, I don't want to work there. That's what they yeah. think booking is. That's a, their ring is shit or <laughs> their, your venue has no heat. You just know, you know stuff and it's not. Is it's it, not it inside of? Record i'm in some i'm in some fucking pissy mood today uh (laughs) you got me on a real good day rex uh it it just i i know i know the family that owns the place and good for them live your lives you don't need me (laughs) the last time i was in the downer was uh over, it's all gotta be over a decade ago now. We were there for a fucking, for a buddy of ours stag party. I nearly, uh, I nearly punched out my best friend because he was like drunk and belligerent. It was like he was doing a podcast with Ricky and Hardbody. He just, he just, he just decided I was the target for the night and stopped by the side of the 401. I almost, uh, well, no, it wasn't even stopped by the side of the 401. That was the last time. Leaving the club, leaving the club, I almost knocked him out. And the doorman were like, I, I I, turned to the doorman. And I said, hey, man, I'm I'm so sorry. And the doorman was like, yeah, we saw what was going on. Don't worry. We'd have helped you.
1: Yeah, yeah they were. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, was like, oh. I was like, how is this? That might lend something to my... Uh... <laughs> to Your my perception view. of the place, but I also, I, I, I still, you know, I get, I, I have plenty of girls who work at my club who have worked at the Downer or do still work at the Downer part time, you know, when things are happening, and it's just, eh, you know, this is enough, yeah, this is enough, this is enough for me. Luke Skywalker didn't ta- leave Tatooine to work on a different moisture farm, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: The last time I drove by the downer was in the summer and they were still trying to work through the pandemic. They set up like an outdoor fenced in yeah. strip club. I don't know how it worked inside. I don't know if there was actually girls dancing or whatever, but it seemed insane to me that yeah. they had
0: like an outdoor strip club. Strip what? club. I, we, when, the, when the city reopened, when Toronto reopened on July 31st, I went back to work, but it was intermittent there were um there there were times where you know we we shut down again for 2 3 days and the downstairs club cuz my my place is two clubs one on top of the other and I work upstairs uh, the downstairs club was constantly open but upstairs we we only open in the evenings and there were a couple of times where it was like okay we're going to we're closed tonight we're going we're going to open again on wednesday I was like, fuck. So, you know, my schedule looked like Swiss cheese. <laughs> and there were, there weren't always enough girls and there weren't always enough customers. Yeah. And, um, you know, I just want, I, even sitting here right now, I just want this damn thing to be over. So I, I, I'd like to go back to work. I'd like to go back to work, and you know, I don't hate my job. <laughs> I play, I play bad music for naked girls. I don't hate my job. Yeah, you it know? could be
1: worse for sure. You Frustrates doing...
0: the fuck out of me sometimes.
1: You could be working in a restaurant as a cook, oh. or working construction, holding a sign.
0: Uh, I never, I never got to hold a, hold a sign when I was working. Did you do but construction? I... Well, I did. Um, I got to think way back now. This is long, long ago. I um, I spent the summer laying sod. I spent uh, I, I spent a few months working in a metal warehouse as a shipper receiver. I was a shipper receiver at a um, an electronics mail order warehouse. Uh, I, I when I was sixteen, I spent the summer working at McDonald's you know i i did a lot i did years of hospital work really uh yeah i did uh mostly uh uh, kmh which back then we it was queen street mental health center but it's now it's the canadian addiction mental health whatever i don't know what did Uh, you do in a
1: mental health center
0: I was, well, my mother was, uh, my mother was a nurse. My mother was a psych nurse, right? She had been, she'd been an obstetrics nurse, uh, for years. And, uh, she, when we moved back to Toronto in, in, um, uh, beginning of 1980, she went back to school and got her qualifications as a psychiatric nurse. And then she became a head nurse at Queen street. And, um, uh, it was right around. Well, you no, know, it was years later. Uh, my first year of college, there was a uh, there was teacher strike, and she looked at me and she said, "Boy, you are not going to sit on that couch," <laughs> and got me a job. And I was I was basically I was a hospital attendant. So, uh, if w- w- the wards needed. Security or a male presence, just in case. Um, Sometimes there were patients that were in five-point restraint. They needed 24-hour monitoring. And uh, sometimes it was just a matter of, you know, help this person shower or help somebody clean this or uh, just walk around and make sure that nobody is Freaking the fuck out. Did shit ever hit the fan? Did you have to get in there and... Um, very, very rarely. Very, very rarely. I can't remember... If I said there was one occasion where I really had to restrain somebody, I might be over-exaggerating. There were times where I had to raise my voice to people. But mostly... Uh Having a presence was enough to to let people you know to let uh patients let residents know okay maybe don 't maybe don 't fuck around but you know part of it was also like hey you 've got group, take him to group you know uh or you know he wants to go to the library all right i 'll walk you to the library there's a library in in the hospital i 'll walk you to the library and back you know escort stuff i've so. only had a
1: couple jobs where i was uh ever considered somewhat of an enforcer. like i've been a bouncer a few times
0: yeah i here. I
1: worked in yeah. restaurants as uh as a cook which was you were always called on if anything had to happen but nothing ever really happened there or even on the bouncing jobs i never had to really do anything yeah. but yet the one time when i was like i think 17 i just started wrestling and uh, I was working at a French fry stand that my boxing coach owned. It was on the other side of the boxing club selling yeah. French fries. That's it. It's just like families come up and get French fries. That's the whole business. And that was the only place where shit hit the fan and they had to like throw somebody down. And it was an old man who they thought he was like a predator. I think he had some sort of, uh you know, dementia or something like that. And he was trying to grab this young girl away from her table and take her like saying, come with me. And then he got physical and started trying to th- throw fists at people and stuff. And I had to grab him. And as I, I threw him down, it, like the adrenaline hit me, right? I'm like, oh, this is my moment. I'm 17. I'm full of piss and vinegar. I'm ready to go. I yeah. grab him and I throw him down to the ground. And sure enough, instantly his false teeth bounce out of his face. Oh. And I got it. And I saved it. almost was like the Chris Thorne call. I just instantly feel guilty and horrible. <laughs> like the biggest piece of shit in the world. <laughs>
0: I, um, there's been a few incidents at the club that I've been involved in. And it hasn't happened in a while just cause you know, we got, we've got door staff. It's very rare that I've had to jump in and help. Um, the two times the first time and the last time are the ones that stick out the most in my mind. Years and years ago, we had a guy, um, customer, jumped up on our stage and followed the girl up the stairs off stage into the change room. My DJ booth is up in the change room. Right? So I see this happening and I hear on the radio, the doorman fucking getting frantic. So I bolt out of my DJ booth and around the corner and the manager and assistant manager and a doorman are, Coming across the stage and up the stairs, and we all converge on this guy at the top of the stage stairs, and we grab him up. We we each he's like fighting, and we each grab a limb and wrap him up, and we're taking him down the stairs and across the stage <laughs> to the delight of the the crowd. And we uh, he's he's screaming in I think Spanish but we get to the top now my club's the second floor right my dj the dj booth and change room is the third floor so we get we get to the top of the the stairs to the front door and he starts squirming and yelling and we're like what the fuck is he even saying and a guy passes us a cut a customer passes us and goes he thinks you're going to throw him down the stairs oh. uh, and all together the four of us are like no, no 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 <laughs> And just then is when the smell hits, he's shit himself in fear. Oh my God. And I let go and I was like, Hey, you guys take care of this. I'm going back to the DJ booth. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Thought we were, thought we were going to chuck him. Thought we were absolutely thought we were going to chuck him down the stairs. Um The, the last, it might not be the last time, but the last big fight that I had to get involved in was, uh, the end of a Monday night. And it's like Monday, come on, man. Why are you doing this on a Monday?
1: Well, I'm sure you have some characters in there on a Monday.
0: Yeah. Who's going to the less people, the less people there are in a strip club, the greater the chance that those people are going to be complete
1: assholes. Yeah.
0: So it's a Monday night. The last three heroes in the club are this guy and his two buddies, and they've been in a champagne room and getting dances. And this the the, the lead guy is just drunk as fuck, and he's being belligerent, and he doesn't want to pay the girls what what he's what they're owed, and um, he starts mouthing off at the bartender who's doing the cash purchase with him, and he starts calling him a motherfucker and the assistant manager at the time his time was about to end the assistant manager at the time has been having a really really rough night like really rough week or so personal stuff right but he's just sitting there at uh at the at, 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 at a table across from the bar and i'm at the far end of the bar sitting with with our head bartender and I'm just, you know, drinking a Perrier and watching this happen. And I just know, I absolutely know looking at the assistant manager, this is going to go bad. So he looks up from his own drink and he just, uh, Hey, don't you fucking yell at my fucking bartender like that. (laughs) Horrible bad uh, uh, attempt at an accent, but he just starts yelling at him. And the the drunk guy decides, you know what? You stay at this, you fucking cunt. (laughs) So that's it. Assistant manager is a big guy. Like, uh, this is not an exaggeration. If I say, imagine Rusev. Yeah. Okay. Looked like Rusev. Huge fucking. he He had been a power lifter at one point, I think. He gets up and he goes over and they're barking at each other. And the assistant manager just winds up and pops him. May have, this is a long time ago. So uh, may have busted his orbital bone. Wow. But it turns into a fight. So it's the assistant manager and our doorman. And there's three guys. So the assistant manager is fucking going back and forth with the main guy. The other two guys jump the doorman. So I look at my bartender and I like, I, I put my phone on the bar and I'm like, Oh, Jesus. And I pull off my headphones from around my neck and I'm like, Carmine, watch my shit. And (laughs) And I go guys are on either. These two guys are on either side of the doorman. I get in between the doorman and one guy and shove them apart. Right. And now, um, that guy, I turn towards the doorman to see about the other guy. The guy behind me starts throwing sucker punches around me to get to my face. I turn around and I take a couple of swings at him and he dodges them. And I'm like, why am I fucking bothering to throw punches? And I rush him and I get him in a head and arm trap. Yep. And I give him a gargoyle suplex. (laughs) And he's on the floor, and I'm kneeling on his chest, and I got my hand around his throat, and I'm like, I start yelling at him, are you fucking done? And he capitulates. (laughs) And uh, just then, a bunch of doormen run, uh, run up the stairs from downstairs, and they just wrap these guys up. They were, there's like four or five of them. They just wrap these guys up and I just go back to the end of the bar and I sit down, take a deep breath and start drinking my Perrier again.
1: (laughs) And you can just go back to work after that. This was the end of the night. This was the end of the night. Okay, I was going to say, yeah, that'd be tough to just.
0: So here's the two things. Here's the two things that happen after that. The assistant manager is fired a week later. It's like, because of this or just things. Oh yeah. Well, I'll, 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 this was this was the straw that breaks the camel's back. Right. Right. And two, I've heard from a couple of different people how fucking cool the suplex looked on the security <laughs> video, and they never let me watch the security video. Like I didn't I'd have used it. I'd have used it in a highlight tape on YouTube, man.
1: <laughs> oh I had a job as a delivery driver for a hardware uh, company. And one day after uh work i was just walking out the back door and my boot got caught in the stair the steel steps yeah and i took probably about three four steps up a tumble now i'd already been wrestling for a while so i I could do like a roll and save myself out of it but the footage was unreal and we actually i I was able to watch it and everyone was (laughs) laughing and howling about it and they couldn't believe that i didn't get hurt and he would not for the life of him give me that footage because he knew oh. well, cause right. Cause it could be a lawsuit. You never know. Oh right. yeah. I can, yeah, I can yeah, come yeah. back the next day yeah, and say, Oh, is, my neck hurts.
0: This and I'm doing- I just wanted to watch the fucking thing, man.
1: <laughs> I wanted to post it on Instagram. That's- <laughs> 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 the scariest strips strip club story I ever heard was uh Jesse Scott, JT playa. He worked at uh the one next to downer. And he told me the story about, there was a big first nations guy from out of town and he was with a girl and he didn't want to, he wasn't, he wasn't happy because he didn't finish is the story. So Ugh. yeah. Right. Already. It's gross. And he, uh, he's causing a scene. So they start leading him out. Like you got to leave, man. And he doesn't want to go and they're getting him closer to the door. And he's, he's finally put his foot down. He says, I'm not leaving until, you know, I get my money back. And Finally, like, no, man, you gotta go. So he starts taking swings at the bouncers, and there's a bunch of them. Yeah. And Jesse said they they all start swinging and just start hitting him. Pop, 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 pop. Like he's getting punched in the head from like six different bouncers. He's getting. <laughs> he's not going down. He's got like meat hanging off his face. He's just getting hit. Yeah. They finally get him out the front doors, and he stumbles and goes down, and then he gets back up, and he just looks back at him and says, "I'll be back," and just walks away calmly. And they. <laughs> He said that they wanted to like lock the doors and put boards up and everything. Cause like, I don't know. I've met some uh, tough first nations guys out on the reserves and that's not somebody I would want to mess with. (laughs) Somebody who's could take that kind of abuse and just turn around and say, I'll be back
0: now. And listen, you see that that's the I'll be back is the thing you got to fucking take seriously. We had an, I'll be back at the club. We've had that plenty of times, but they had one downstairs 10, 11, 12 years ago where some some guys got into it with the bouncers downstairs and said, I'll be back, and went to their car and came back with a gun. Yeah. And shot shit up on Young Street and fucking clipped a guy, just some guy walking home with a, a fucking Christmas gift under his arm and, and killed him, and they're in prison now. Wow. <laughs> You know, yeah. so, yeah. yeah, I guess
1: being too, yeah, downtown Toronto, you're, you know, you're a little more, I'll be back probably holds a lot more weight than it does in Niagara. Yeah,
0: like, you know, in all that shit, you, you want to, you want to deescalate as, as best as possible, but there are some times where you can't, and shit's gonna happen, and, you know, you, you you might be working under, you might be operating under different rules of engagement from the people you're with. You know, you want it to be Sam and Ralph. You want to punch in in the morning, punch out at night, and and in between, whatever fucking happens between that sheepdog and that coyote is fair game. At the end of the night, you don't want to be walking out into the parking lot and having some asshole waiting for you. You know, There's I tried also- to, I tried to
1: explain that to. uh to young guys, like on, on our tours, like the Northern ones, because it's not like being in the city doing an indie show where you can get heat. And, you know, some of these people don't get this ever. They don't even watch it. They don't know anything about it. You come there's the first time they've seen wrestling Yeah. and you go out there trying to get that heat and they're taking (laughs) you seriously. (laughs) So it's like, you have to be careful or the things you say. Like, I remember one guy came out, And he just, he called everybody chief, but not thinking.
0: Oh, Just,
1: he just says it to everyone, no matter what their ethnicity is. He just says that, right? And he goes out there and is calling everybody chief. And the whole time he's, every time he says it, we're just cringing in the back. Like, oh my, there goes another one. Like we're, we're never coming back here ever. We're never going to sell a show. Or like, for instance, my buddy Liam from England came over here and in the middle of our bullying. Yeah. We're doing a, a bullying talk and his job was to be the bully. And he he doesn't know anything about Canadian slang or anything like that. So he's calling me names and, like, saying, you know, you're a loser. And he says uh, something about, like, why don't you just get out of here, you goof? And then all the little kids and stuff, because they all know the Canadian. You know, you don't say that. It's a, yeah. you know, whatever prison term. And the whole crowd goes, oh. Like, and then I am looking. I'm with Frank's kid, Jesse. And we both look at each other. And we're like, oh, no, don't. You got to... You know what you know? What the the words are you can and can't say in certain places?
0: Yeah. Uh, so what's what's your goal for wrestling now? Once the once the world uh, stops burning, and we get back to quote unquote normal. Yeah. You're 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 at an age and a and a fucking laundry list of injuries. Yeah, what, that's the problem. What is what what's ne- what what's left? What's next? What's left for Rex Atkins so, in his big red boot?
1: I was, uh for the last couple of years, I was trying to ramp up and trying to adapt more to the newer styles and uh do more, you know, because uh, for years, I think I was always stressing to be old school and basic, mm-hmm. like not basic, but you know what I mean? Like uh, more storytelling, less uh spots and and choreography and stuff like that. Yeah. And in the last few years I did a lot of stuff, uh, to try to up my game. And of course, cause I'm overweight, I just tore my knees apart and hurt my back. <laughs> and yeah. Injured myself in the process. Uh, so even without the pandemic, I was already, I came home from England last November and, uh, I was ready to kind of just be done. Cause I'd blown up my knee again for like the second time in that year. I did the bicep tendon earlier that year. And, um, I was already ready to to take some time off. So I think I did like one or two shows before the pandemic yeah. and then was just off and then tried to get in the ring in August. And it was just a shit show. I wrestled Eric Kearney and we uh, Steve gave us six minutes. I think about well, four minutes in I was my legs stopped working. <laughs> they just oh did, the blood flow was just not there. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know, man. I just I'm trying to get in better shape. I have to lose weight first and foremost. And then. On top of that, the doctor says I have a lot of arthritis in my knees. So no matter what, my days are numbered as far as uh, wrestling yeah. on a, a full, you know, full time schedule. Yeah. But uh, yeah, right now, uh, I've been making a joke of it, but I think it's actually what I'm going to do is uh, I'm just going to try and look like Arn Anderson. <laughs> that, that's kind of what I was trying to do before. And mm-hmm. I'm just going to do that again. I, I got the hair for it. So I'm just going to stay in the gym and. Try to lose a few pounds, but a little bit of muscle and try to give it one more, uh, one more go if, if we can, uh, if we ever get out of this, go for another year or two and see, I don't know, see what happens, see how I feel in two years.
0: Well, I'll tell you from personal experience, don't, don't retire. Don't say those words. Cause yeah. that's cause, cause then you, then you take a booking and you it get fucking stupid. text messages from RJ city, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that fucking cunt. So, <laughs> I love
1: that guy. Which, um, by the way, he got a lot of screen time in the David Arquette documentary. I was very oh, happy. I'm sure he did. Very happy to see that.
0: <laughs> I'm sure he did. I'll, I, you know, I'll, I, you know, I, I know I'll get to uh, to to watch it at some point. There's no way I can't watch it. I just haven't yet. Um, I retired twice. I won't again. I retired in 2000 and. Two thousand and one or two thousand and two.
1: What year did you start wrestling? Nineteen seventy four. I started in nineteen ninety five. Okay. Oh, so you're only. I've been around.
0: I've been around the business. I've been around the business since nineteen eighty nine. Really? Okay. Yeah. I didn't know. When- I, yeah. I i i i did ring announcing, and i i did some shit for a dirt sheet, and um, and i. But yeah, I, I began, I really began in earnest as a wrestler in 95. Yeah. I've been around for fucking.
1: So six years in, what causes you to hightail it?
0: Uh, I had, uh, I had broken my ankle really badly and, um, had to have surgery on it. And To this day, I, I have, I have screws in my leg from surgery to hold my ankle together and I thought well this is this is it this is like I'm not going to be able to do this anymore and I retired but then took on a gig as like uh, the commissioner the the authority figure for a promotion and then I started promoting and then I wrestled some more yeah you know then I and and I started I, I wrestled again and then In 2015, um, my mom was here, and I had been taking care of my mom. I brought her home from California in 2012. And um, she was needing more care. She was needing more time. And I thought, I can't be away for weekends fucking around with, with the boys when I should be taking care of mom, and I mean, I'm already going to be splitting that time with doing more comic book conventions, right? So I didn't want to be doubling up, like, I'm going to do comic conventions and wrestling shows, and I'm never going to be here on weekends, and she needs me. Yeah. So I decided to give up wrestling because it made the most sense. Like, one, one could still become a full-time living and one is this thing I do fucking around with my friends every few weekends, you know, a couple of weekends a month. So 2015, I retired again, had my last match at Alpha One, me and Brent Banks. And I was done for, I was done for like a year.
1: (laughs) You came back.
0: I was done for a year or so. And then, and then I, I came back. Yeah. So I'll never retire again. It just might be a while before I, you know, it might be a while in between bookings. Like I'll probably go back to not wrestling on union shows, just running the shows, Um, which is what I, when I originally ran the union, I was not, I was not a wrestler on union shows to begin with. I wrestled uh, the first couple of years of union shows. I, uh, 2000, what was it? 2012, 2013 or 2013, 2014. Yeah. 2013, 2014, those first two years, I wrestled one match and that was as a substitute for somebody because he couldn't make the show. Otherwise I didn't. And I may have worked a battle Royal just to give it an extra, extra body in there. And I got dumped out pretty quick. Um, yeah, I wasn't working those shows. I was running them yeah so chances are I'll go back to doing that and i you know you 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 asked you have lenny you and lenny have anything planned not right now no not right now i want to do i i'd still love to do april ninth and we'll do you know we'll do another show at, at some point there um but look if to if you told me today you know you're you're done there's no more wrestling for you okay. I had a really
1: hard time with it uh, when there was a lot of shows happening. So when I decided to kind of take a a break from it, um, it was right before the pandemic and that bothered me because I felt like I was missing out on something. And once the pandemic hit, we were like months into it. And I was, again, Eric Carney, I was talking to him and I'm like, you know what, when I'm not missing anything, like when I'm not out of the loop, I don't really care (laughs) until, until maybe, Last month it started kind of, I was getting, you know, the itch to get back in there and I did a little taping show for, for CWF uh, yeah. with pretty Ricky and it was a lot of fun. Um But for me, I don't want to, I'm not interested really in doing weekend shows for Indies. I wanted, I got really addicted to doing Thorns tours, Tony Candela's tour or like the holiday camps and thing where it's like every night or every day, a couple of times a day. And you're just on the road. Yeah. But the problem with that is I got kids and now I'm, you know, we are living in a house now instead of an apartment and bills are higher. And it's like, in order to do that, you kind of have to have very low overhead. Your nuts got to be very small. Oh yeah. 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 That work. Yeah. Ain't nobody getting ripped from wrestling. No. So now I'm in this position where I don't know what the hell, even if things do go back, like, I don't know what I'm going to, you know, want to do. Do I want to do random indie shows once or twice a week? And then also my kids come over on the weekend. (laughs) (laughs) My kids are getting old enough now. I could technically bring them to shows because for a while there too, that was another problem was at least if I was doing the tours and stuff like that, it was gone for a few weeks, but at least then I'm home with no job so they can come over all the time. Yeah. Uh, Whereas now if I'm working all the time and doing indie shows, like where the hell am I going to find time for the kids? You know, unless I'm bringing them along to all the shows. Um, So yeah, it's, I don't know. Getting tougher and tougher to commit to being a wrestler, yeah. Uh, but luckily, there's nothing to commit to right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Good point. But you know, listen. the The, the fact is that uh, the world will find its get its feet underneath it again, and we'll get to the point where we can we can gather in groups of more than ten and not be worried of uh, giving each other the goddamn plague. <laughs> it'll make sense. Like, I mean, you know, I was going to run, I was going to run March 26th of 2020. And I canceled it probably beginning of the second week of March. I canceled it. It was, it was, I know it was ahead of the, ahead of the the original shutdown um, because I was, I was at work when I sent the email to, to the club. To the uh, to the venue to say, hey, listen, you know, we we got to postpone this. There's there's no way this there's no way this is going to happen. And Eve, do you remember in March at the beginning of March when they were talking about a lockdown and we were all still thinking we're going to shut thing shut shit down for two weeks, two weeks, yeah, two <laughs> weeks, know. and then everything will be back to normal. Two weeks. Yeah. Fucking Christ. Yeah, here we are a year later. Yeah, it's it's 10 months later and we are still we it's 10 months later and things are worse. <laughs> they really are. And things are worse because we should we should not have reopened. We should not have reopened a- a- anything at the end of July. There's a day and I keep talking about this. When, when I talk to people about the pandemic, there was a day in the be- at the beginning of August where Ontario had thirty-three new cases province-wide. There was like a, there was there was two weeks where we were under or a week or so where we were under 100. And one of those days we had thirty-three new cases, and now literally we have 3300 a day it yeah. couldn't have been it couldn't be more poetic for the bullshit i'm saying <laughs> but we went from 33 to 3300
1: i find and the then, public's yeah. better off now though it's almost like they're a little bit seasoned the public's almost like becoming a vet <laughs> with the pandemic no no no
0: no no no, no, no.
1: as far no, no but as far as not freaking out like the stores aren't going
0: listen as far as not freaking out they should be freaking out. If they were freaking out, they wouldn't be fucking around so much that we end up with 3,300, over 3,000 cases a day for weeks at a time. That's the problem is there's a mental fatigue to to, to being on lockdown. And then they ended the lockdown because uh, big box stores... You know, big box stores need to be open, and factories need to to, to produce shit. And somebody leans in your friend Rob Doug Ford's ear <laughs> and says, "We got to get, we got to get business. We got to get capitalism running again." So you relax the lockdown. You, rel- you you let people go about their business again, and you fucking you. You end up spreading the goddamn thing worse than ever.
1: Yeah, it's, they're walking a tightrope. They're they're trying to keep, you know.
0: They're not. They're not walking a tightrope. No, they're walking, they're... On, they're walking on the ground, looking at a tightrope, saying, <laughs> "Geez, that looks difficult." <laughs> they're t- it's you don't the... think that
1: it's testing though? You don't think maybe they just weren't testing as much in August? Maybe there wasn't as many of those results being recorded, or. Or do you really think that it's just worse off now than it was oh, in it's August?
0: Absolutely worse off now. Listen, yeah. there might be there might be testing that went unrecorded, but testing that went unrecorded does not account for a for a five-fold increase in cases between April and January and December. I do feel
1: like it's inching closer to my personal life. Like in the summer, I didn't know anybody who had it. And now I feel like more and more and more I'm hearing, oh, this person has it. Oh, this person. Now I'm starting to see it get closer and closer and closer to my life.
0: Of course you are because more and more people are getting it. At a certain point, if you've got a hundred people and you start with one person having it, that person might be far enough removed from you that you don't know. You don't know who that hundredth person is, but as that person spreads it and those people spread it and that next group of people spread it, eventually it's you and 99 fucking people who have had a virus. And you're like, wow, a lot of people I know have got over time, a lot of, of course, over time, more and more people are getting it. And I don't think a lot of
1: uh, companies know how to handle it either within like a, a job. Like, for instance, my, my spouse, she works at a job. And for a while there, there was two people a week. Yeah. Reported cases of it. You know, it's a big company. But they sent her home and everyone had to get tested. Mm-hmm. And they told them, uh, self-isolate until you get tested. And then mm-hmm. once you get tested, you don't have to self-isolate. How the f- how does that make any sense? Now you get tested and then you go out and get it? Yeah. It doesn't, well, the test it doesn't does make sense. Negative.
0: It, does, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. And that's that's the problem with trying to balance uh public safety and capitalism. Okay? Because public safety, you public safety is difficult at times. You have to give give shit up and we're we are a society next door to the biggest most selfish fucking society on the planet you know
1: have you seen any of my posts about western new york and ontario no what have you... it was just basically uh Every one of my friends in Western New York right now, all the wrestlers, they're posting things and they're at a Bills game with a stadium with a few yeah. thousand people there. They're yeah. in bars uh, with live music, no masks, everybody drinking like normal. And like, it looks like normal life for, through their Facebook posts. Anyway, I don't know what the limitations are, but it looks yeah. like everyone's just living normal life. Yeah. And then meanwhile, I I could be, if the border was open, I could be in Lewiston, New York in four minutes. That's how close we are. Mm-hmm. And Four minutes away, it's a complete lockdown. Nobody can do anything. Can't leave your house. You get fined if you're, you know, doing yeah. anything that's not essential. And like, I don't know if that's how it is everywhere in the states, but it seems like that's just how they're handling. It. Like, it's people aren't, they're not dealing with it anymore. It seems yeah. like, like it seems like it's well, free got, for all.
0: You've got states. We were watching states in August, September, October where I mean it had already become a political issue, but it, it was such a poli- they they had politicized the pandemic so much that you had Nikki Haley in in South Dakota, I wanna say, where uh she refused to enact a lockdown. She refused to mandate masks because uh because they're you know her glorious orange leader had fucking said the pandemic is uh is a hoax and we've got to get things back to normal. Well, whose side do you think Donald fucking Trump is going to be on when it comes to decisions between public safety and capitalism? Right. <laughs> what side is that fucking dickhead going to take? <laughs> he doesn't give a shit about you or me. He doesn't give a shit about Anybody, all he wants to, he will, he will grind you, uh, down to a nub to make a dollar. People are cheap to him, right? So, so you have a guy who has no empathy, no respect for other people saying, fuck this, go about your business do what you want, go to work, get our schools open, get our kids huddled into groups so that parents can go back to work. That's why schools have to be open. Schools have to be open so that parents are freed up to go fucking work a nine to five. Yeah. Okay. Not because, you know, don't, don't close them even though, That keeps more people safe. Don't give people the resources they need to, uh, to slow things down so that we can keep each other safe. No, just headlong fucking keep going at full speed. So that, you know, the, 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 the what's the asshole from Amazon, Jeff uh, Bezos? Bezos yeah. So that the Bezoses of the world who were already grinding human people, people literally die on a normal day working in Amazon warehouses. Okay. So then throw in a pandemic that is killing even more people. But hey, man, got to keep those packages moving. Got to keep, got to keep the business of capitalism humming along. People died because of Amazon in 2020, more than usual. And what, what, what do we think of it? man eh, It's just a job open for another shithead who wants to earn twelve dollars an hour. I guess. Yeah if anything if anything hey let's give them a fucking tax break so they can build another fucking distribution abattoir in, in in our you get municipalities cities that fight to have those you know fight to give huge tax breaks to a trillion dollar corporation that will at the end of the day uh work people to death literally work people to death. So my whole problem, my whole problem with the way the pandemic has been handled, isn't that um, the lockdowns absolutely necessary. We should be doing more with the lockdowns. More shit should be shut the fuck down. But on the other side of things, the government needs to, A, uh, make a better definition of what is – like a more specific definition of what are, what are essential businesses, okay? And then shit that needs to shut down, you have to do more – there needs to be more direct intervention to help them survive.
1: The only thing, I don't know how it is where you are. The only thing here that has changed since the lockdown went into effect last Thursday, uh, is that local small businesses are closed. That's yeah. the only differences. Uh, yeah. so, well, except for some, a lot of the restaurants are still open uh, with takeout only, but everything else is open. Nothing's changed.
0: Yeah. There's, there's not a lot that's changed here over the last few months. Um, though, you know, I also have, I've only been out of my apartment once this week. So, <laughs> uh, But if you, um, one of the things about Ontario is that they had this, uh, this, uh, commercial rent subsidy program, right? So if you were, uh, if you were renting for, Hey, there's the cat. Uh, If you were renting for a business, like leasing a property for your business, your landlord could apply to get, uh, 75% 75% of your rent paid by the government, okay? The problem with that being you are relying on your landlord to make that application. If your landlord doesn't apply for that rent subsidy, you're still on the hook for that rent. If you're, if you uh, if your landlord decides, I want to get rid of you.'t then you won't apply. If your landlord decides seventy five percent isn't enough, I'll keep you legally on the on the hook for this. You won't apply. There are way too many ways for you to get fucked. Why wasn't that program set up so that you, as the business owner, as the tenant, could apply? and get that 75% of your rent sent to the landlord right? with, with the government telling you, this is what you're fucking getting, and you will accept it. And we'll help you on the back end maybe with some kind of rebate based on the other 20, some kind of tax break based on the other 25%. But this is what you're getting, and you cannot evict this person. Their lease is suspended for the amount of time that the, that the, uh, that the pandemic is fucking us all in our per, perspe- our respective poopers. All right. But they left it for business to decide because then there's still a way for businesses to fuck over, you know, landlords to fuck over small businesses. Yeah. So it, it's, it, it's, it's a shitty, a shitty system. A shitty framework for helping people has been set up by the government. The government needs to do better to protect small businesses.
1: Which is leading into the the conspiracy, right? That this is all to kill small business and to make it all just the globalization of everything and make it all big business. And, and well, that's,
0: just, that's, that's 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 it's sure on it right wing like conspiracy it bullshit. Looks, <laughs> It, it it's there's no there's no conspiracy to a bunch of fucking goofs you heard me <laughs> to a bunch of fucking a bunch of fucking idiots saying okay this is how this is how we can protect our self interest and the interests of our friends you know you don't you don't you don't go to business and say what do you want us to do Without talking to, you know, you don't go to the landlords and say, what do you want us to do without talking to the small businesses and saying, what would work best for you or talking, you don't talk to, uh, you don't talk to to, to the, the the landlords of apartment buildings and say, what do you want us to do without talking to the tenants and saying, what helps you, you know, you're you're there for everybody. You're not the government to... Fucking back up, just industry. If you're not going to look out for the little guy in whatever situation, that's why. Listen, I, I've talked about this on podcasts before. When, uh, when Doug Ford came to, came uh, came into the office as premier of Ontario, and he forced the city of Toronto to reduce the number of city council wards from 47 to 25. I was in the fortunate spot. To have uh, my ward contract with a neighboring ward, and the woman who had been the city councilor uh, for my my original ward was this woman who I had never heard a, never heard a peep out of except for reelection signs. Coming in from the neighboring ward that contracted with ours was a woman named Paula Fletcher. Who, when I looked her up, the first thing on her resume, her political resume, I noticed, was that in the 80s, she had been the fucking leader of the Manitoba Communist Party. (laughs) And I said to myself, myself, I says, when they try to renovate me at some point, which is, you know, we're going to, we need to renovate your apartment and boot you out or try and jack your rent up. Who do I want, whose office do I want to call and say, I need help, save my home? Do I want the woman who has never, never done a goddamn thing in her life? Or do I want the fucking communist (laughs) who in her DNA is sewn in, fuck the government, help the little man? So... I voted for her, and Paula Fletcher is now my my city councilor, and I'm happy to think that if something goes wrong here at my building, I've got a city councilor who will, just out of piss and vinegar and spite, fucking work her tail off to help me. Well you're
1: a lot more educated than I am when it comes to anything to do with politics. Cause I oh. don't know anything about
0: anyone that's on any
1: ballot ever.
0: Bare- I, yeah, I, I, I barely dude, man. I just, I, I did, I did the, the most perfunctory Wikipedia search and <laughs> I'm too busy
1: looking up Tully uh, Blanchard videos. <laughs> <laughs>
0: there's, nothing wrong with, there's nothing wrong with looking up Tully videos, man. I mean, yeah uh, it just is, it's just it's just what are you doing when you watch them that's the problem
1: hey come on now hey,
0: hey 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 don't tell me don't tell me you've never given your chick the slingshot suplex
1: i probably have to be honest
0: <laughs> <laughs> for real i probably have. i know uh so what else what what so listen if wrestling's winding down for you Cause we ought to put some content into this episode. If, yeah. <laughs> if wrestling's winding down for you, what's next? What does, what does Rex Atkins do with the rest of his life? I don't know, but I don't want to work a nine to five
1: and that's, what's killing me. Yeah. Because I went a few, I was fortunate enough to go a few years, just barely scraping by without having to do that. And now it's, uh, it's a sickness that I don't know, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to go. I'm back at it now. I'm working a regular job and, uh, I don't know, man. Like I'm trying to do this uh, mm-hmm. and it's, it's something, but I know there's a, a cap on having a regional wrestling podcast. There's not any money in that. Um, and even with the podcast, I struggled from the beginning. Like, what do I do with it? Uh, that will make it most. Cause I don't want to just create something for the sole purpose of trying to, to make money from it. I want to make something that I like. I don't want to be a prisoner in my own, you know, yeah. my own creation, but the the conflict with this is like do i just do one-on-one interviews with you know the most famous people i can get to try to get the biggest broadest audience possible yep. or do i do what i really like which is like having you know group podcasts with friends and stuff like that which anyone listening who doesn't know who we are has no idea who's talking when because none of us are famous and mm-hmm. it's probably difficult to listen to yeah so i don't know i for now i'm going to keep trying to make content and try to make something out of it. Uh, But right now, yeah, I have, it's very, I'm very short sighted when it comes to this. Cause
0: there's no, listen, there's no reason you can't do both. There's no reason you can't do a, you know, a Monday and a Thursday and uh, scratch and claw to get that most famous person. And, and then on Thursdays talk shit with your boys.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I thought about yeah, maybe switching, having two different versions of it, and just uh, two a week. But uh, it's I'm finding it's actually easier right now to get more notable people, just because it's a pandemic and nobody has anything to do. So that I find that they're almost like itching to to do something. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Uh, as far as wrestling's concerned, I'm really hoping that once this vaccine starts rolling, I can get back into that. For now. And see what's, uh, see what's, see what I'm capable of. So, right now, I can't even train. So, I can't even go to a ring and really see. That's why when I wrestled pretty Ricky, uh, last month, I was actually kind of apprehensive about even doing it. Cause I told Frank, I'm like, I haven't been in the ring since August. Yeah. So, I don't even know if it's safe for me to just get in a ring and have someone trust me with their body. Uh, so obviously, I kept it pretty simple, but, um, yeah, I wanna wrestle and I wanna, I wanna do this and uh i want to be on tv <laughs> i have never done that's the one thing i haven't done yet is had like an yeah. actual job job that wasn't basically being a cruise ship comedian you know that's what i <laughs> that's kind of what i equate doing the holiday camps and stuff too is just being yeah that, that cruise ship comic but
0: very nice that's that. that is a, that's a good analogy man yeah it's exactly
1: it you know doing the same act every night kind of being a hack <laughs>
0: yeah because it's
1: kids you know what do you do it's all abc but uh yeah being on tv is something i've uh had on the list for a long time that i would love to have a job uh or not even on tv i just want to have a job doing something i like but i have no education which makes it difficult to get a job doing you know anything besides taking bumps you need some sort of uh something to put on the resume
0: well i mean this is something to put on the resume right this is what you're doing is something you can if you can't find a spot somewhere create a spot so yeah you might have to compromise a little on uh on how you do this or what you do with this but um it 's not it 's not just it 's not just hey listen, I just want to sit around and talk with my friends you don 't need a fucking podcast to do that. you can just fucking you can call the boys over and, and let's uh, you know like i I, I know I, my my guys from pittsburgh uh, a bunch of them have a a zoom call every tuesday night it doesn 't turn into a podcast. you can talk to them so you 've got the podcast you 're making the effort. look at that fucking shit behind you with extra mics and you got lights going on, you know, you, you're trying to make this look like something. Well, if you're going to make it look like something, do something with it. You've had, you had Ricky Morton on the show. I did. Yeah. You had, who else have you had on the show? Uh, we
1: did Renee uh, CW Anderson, Ricky Morton. Um, who else do we have on here? I feel like there was another notable guest okay. <laughs> besides my dickhead friends.
0: Yeah. So uh-huh. you're not you're yeah. not you're not just dicking around with it. You know, fucking having Trevor Wilson on the show isn't that isn't bullshit. You right. know it, it, you can bullshit with him, <laughs> but it's not bullshit. You're doing something. So lean into it. You have the opportunity to lean into it. And you're not like I say, you're not limited to how many of these you do a week. You want to do one with K. Trevor Wilson and do and then and then do one the next night with fucking Eric Kearney where, <laughs> you know, you spend an hour talking about your favorite stag and dough drinking games. <laughs> do you know he... Eric? Well, is that why you know? Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's Eric the a stag Kearney... and dough king.
0: <laughs> Eric Kearney is a fucking loony tossing God, I love that fucking guy so much. Eric, if you're listening to this and you don't understand how much I genuinely love you as a person, I I love Eric Kearney. He's the, he's fucking great. Um, but you can do one, you can do one that's high profile person and you can do the next one. That's my goofy friend. Right that nobody, that nobody outside of our circle of friends knows, you know? Um, and you can, and, and try and build it, try and build it into something. There's no reason for you not to, and there's no reason that it can't work. You're, you know, I mean, hell, you're like the rest of us. You're fucking, you're, you're up against it to get noticed, you've got a head start. You're, you have the drive, you have the drive to do it. There is no reason that Rex Atkins can't sit down and send out a bunch of emails to say, Hey, I'm so, I'm Rex Atkins and I have a podcast and I'd love to talk to you about this, that, and the other. It'll be 40, 30, 45 minutes. Love to have you on blah, blah, blah. And then hear back from who will say yes and do some fucking rudimentary research and write some questions and have them on the podcast and ask them questions and get some answers and then edit it and throw it online. You're already doing it. You're already doing it. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't do a show with CW Anderson and not think, well, what am I going to ask CW Anderson? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. It was pretty so, simple. Yeah, you did. So you, you know, the guy, but you did some research, right? Of course. Yeah. Okay. So why can't you do that years ago? one of the, Some of the shit that I'm proudest of when I was doing my podcast, when I started doing my podcast in like 2008 was I talked to, um, I talked to Larry Hama, the guy who helped create GI Joe. I talked to I talked to Nina Hartley, the porn star. We talked about philosophy. (laughs) We talked about philosophy, and we talked about uh, equal, you know, women's rights. Um, uh, there were there there's a bunch of people that I you know I punching above my weight. I was able to get interviews with, and then I just did research and came up with questions to ask them. Fucking. Go for it. Why not? Yeah, I'm going to
1: keep plugging away. It's just the, um, I always have that thing lingering in the back of my mind of like, where is it going? Yeah,
0: you have imposter syndrome, like a lot of us that oh. try to do something creative.
1: My entire wrestling career has been yeah. tricking people into thinking that I might be, and most of the time failing. <laughs> okay. Them and making it think I'm great. But yeah, no. Even you know when I started doing better and getting more places, it was still the same thing. You're, you're exactly right. Is I tricked them again?
0: Sure. So use that as fuel, buddy. That is that. Listen, prove yourself wrong. <laughs> <laughs> prove that voice in your head wrong, and 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 build this into the thing you know it can be. Hey,
1: that's what I'm gonna do, man.
0: Fuck I mean, think about everybody who isn't on contract somewhere and 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 get' them on your show <laughs> yeah uh, yeah
1: <laughs> I've been compiling a short list
0: yeah <laughs> who's the who's the who's the biggest name that you want to interview who's the one who's the person that you you think to yourself the most there is no Fucking way I
1: could get this person. Uh, Honestly, I haven't really thought about it. Like it I've I've been more thinking about who I can get. Yeah. Who I who is available or who is and honestly, most of my fascination with interviewing uh somewhat famous guys is is older uh wrestlers from the territories. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why I was a big fan of having Ricky Morton. Or anyone from that, you know, I would love to have Magnum TA or anyone who was a part of that era. Okay.
0: Um, Ma- hey, Magnum's a good name. Have you ever met Magnum?
1: No. No, I have him as a Facebook friend and that's about it. We don't even interact with each other.
0: Okay. You got him as a Facebook friend. You are halfway there. <laughs> yeah. Finish talking to me and send him a message. All right. Yeah. There is I I tell kids, I tell kids at comic book, uh, comic book conventions all the time that um uh, you know, they'll say, "Oh, you know, I'm sorry to take up your time." And I'm like, no, 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 no. You, this is this is what I, part of why I'm here. Listen, if you need to learn something, there are you, you know, you. There's something you're trying to do. Most people, if you ask them in a sincere and polite manner, will lend you their time and their wisdom if they can. And I have no doubt that if you write Magnum TA and tell them who you are and say, I have this show. And these are a few of the people that you may know who have already been on the show. And I would love the chance to talk to you about your career and uh, you know, and, and your life, your life after wrestling, maybe, you know, maybe ask you how you, you know, how how you feel about your your stepdaughter being fucking world champion at one point
1: right you know how ridiculous it, is that by the way that she has two dads and one of them's Tully Blanche and one of them's magnum ta is that, <laughs> is that not the most unreal
0: situation for parents i think it's i think it's wacky but hey listen uh you know uh jeff jarrett married kurt angles ex, so yeah, yeah. you know shit happens um but yeah write to him see what happens the worst he can say is no well actually the worst he can say is i've heard of you and you you fucking suck <laughs> the worst he can say is i also just got a, a message from uh from kingdom james and he said to tell you fuck off because
1: <laughs> that' wouldn't even be I'm mad if he said that i wouldn't be mad at all i would laugh that's what hysterical. i'm
0: totally listen if i were if i were if i were connected to magnum ta on on facebook <laughs> I would totally send that message. <laughs> yeah, this would, guy's going to message you. I would say, hey, this guy's going to message you. He's a good guy. You should absolutely do his show. But when you get that first message, tell him to go fuck himself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I tried to rib, uh, you know, BMD, right?
0: Yeah. Well, so I tr-
1: I tried to rib him on the podcast with Kay Trevor. Yeah. Uh, I tried to get Trev to act like he was mad. At BMD for stealing his gimmick, yes, and he just didn't want any part of it. He was such a like, and I didn't get it in like a like, it didn't seem like a dickish way. He just seemed genuinely like a nice person who didn't want to (laughs) disrupt and cause tension. And he he, like, he chuckled at it, but man, the thought of him being mad, I was gonna have him like literally turn his mic off and his video off and like act like he left, and then just have BMD sitting there on the Zoom chat, like, oh my god, what happened? I'm like, dude, you pissed him off. And just have him like, all right, he's gonna come back on, but you have to apologize, and yeah. you're gonna to have to tell him you're changing your gimmick, man, because this is, you know, we got to.
0: <laughs>
1: Unfortunately, it didn't happen. Uh, yeah. But yeah,
0: no, I, 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 I like to tell people, you know, pack your parachute. If you're working, if you're working a day job, if you're working at somebody for somebody else, you can you can be gone on a whim you know you like your job that's great but they might stop liking the look of your face (laughs) or they might have they might have a stupid nephew to come and take your job or 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 a niece or you know hey don't claw the back of my chair Uh, (laughs) sorry cat cat related incident she's trying to get my attention um they might have somebody that they owe a favor to, and 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 takes your job, and then they took our germ. There you go, South Park for you. Uh, and then what are you going to do? Have your parachute pack? You might have to bail out of that plane. Yeah. And and this is a matter of you know we're all floating in midair, and and land is coming straight for us right now. So fuck you better. Better turn your windbreaker into a hand glider, you know you better find a you better find a way to gently settle down on the ground with your feet underneath you and there's there's absolutely no reason that you haven't you have started to create something and it's good and you can build it and until somebody comes and tells you, "Fuck you, you're not allowed to do this anymore then then you should do whatever you can to turn it into something. All I need something
1: that sustains you. As soon as the, I'm telling you right now. As soon as my kids are legal adults, I'm gonna buy that van. (laughs) And life, I will. Nothing will matter. I can just do podcasts if they exist by then, and that'll be it. I'll just travel, show up at independent wrestling shows, asking for a spot, living in the van.
0: Recording cameos with one nut out. (laughs) (laughs) It's called a callback. That's in comedy. That's called a callback. Still, Uh, yeah. Oh, I know why she's trying to claw out my chair because it's fucking 10 p.m. It's time to feed her. All Uh, right, buddy. (laughs)
1: That's actually perfect timing. You got eight seconds and it's two hours on mine.
0: Oh shit! That's that's a fucking that's a long ass podcast. All right. So, uh, hey, listen for people listening to this on my feed, tell them where they can find what you talk and boot, and 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 where they can find Rex Atkins on social media.
1: Easiest way is just to go to whatyoutalkandboot dot uh, Everything's on there. Uh, if you want to go to Instagram, it's uh, what you talk in boot. If you want to go to Twitter, it's Rex Boot Atkins. Uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much everything.
0: Okay. And for your listeners, yes. uh, you can find me pretty much everywhere on social media at my name is kingdom, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and the all important Patreon. Give me your fucking money. Uh, <laughs> this is a digital stick up at my name is kingdom. Uh, you can also find me at kingdom James. Oh, no, 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 not kingdomjames.com. That doesn't exist right now. You can find me at rutgazer.com. You can find this podcast at handsomegeniusclub.com because uh, as I sit here, I'm still waiting for iTunes to verify my feed (laughs) as I rebuild my website again. Um, But yeah, um, you know what? If you go to twitter.com slash my name is kingdom in my bio, there's a link tree with all my fucking links. And you can find me here, there, and everywhere. And uh, yada, 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 kids. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. There it is. I'm glad we did this. Yeah, me too. I'm i love happy you, to see buddy. you. I, I, don't, too, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see enough of you. And one of these days, I'll force the world to accept you and John Greed as the <laughs> best tag team ever. That's, that's my never-ending dream is it just you never
1: happens you tried i had the you, same you thing. know yeah. you, you
0: you know how the name came about right do you remember the name i gave you southern vultures southern vultures do you do you know how that came about no it's twofold one there was a um uh a band uh a, a one-shot band i on, scratch on my cat there was a one-shot band called uh uh those uh shit Dave Grohl band and I can't think of the name of it all all of a sudden oh well Dave
1: Grohl had a band (laughs) (laughs) not the two big ones right not Nirvana not Foo Fighters
0: No, no 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 I'm gonna I'm looking it up in my eye though them crooked vultures okay them crooked vultures and it was him and like John Paul Jones and um uh uh, guy from uh, guy from fucking uh, Queens of the Stone Age.
1: Oh, just a super band.
0: Yeah, it was a, it was a one off super band that did an album. It was a cr- fuck great album. So them Crooked Vultures, and also um, the name just had the feel of it for me of the Kansas Jayhawks, which I'm, I'm sure you'll remember was not a long lived team, but it was uh, Dutch Mantel and. Um, Bobby Jaggers, Dutch Mantell, and Bobby Jaggers were the Kansas Jayhawks. And uh, if I were casting the Kansas Jayhawks for an episode of uh, uh, a Dark Side of the Ring, I would uh, I would get my hands on uh, on Greed and Atkins. <laughs> I just thought the two of you to and all oh oh on oh, a third thing, I had put together a tag team in the Union in two thousand and three. Uh, with a uh, um, friend of mine from Cleveland and a friend of mine from Pittsburgh, um, Chuck, Chuck Brody, and uh, Jake Garrett, and we—I called—they were big hungry Chuck and big thirsty Jake, the Grubby Hauler Boys. <laughs> and honest to God, like you know, like there's Dudley Boys everywhere. The four of you together would be. A bearded horseman bullshit gimmick that would <laughs> that would just hurt people's feelings. It would be so much fun. The and one
1: that to... didn't uh, make it that I was a fan of was. Do you remember Big Brute, Van Slag? Yes. So he was Big Brute. I was Dirty Rex, and together we were Big and Dirty. And we we're just yeah, what both. Ha-
0: what happened with them?
1: I don't, I don't know, know man. It mean... just fell apart. I think uh, maybe he pissed off Paige at one of the Alpha ones showing up late or something. I don't know. We didn't work out there, uh, uh, but it just i don't know we, we didn't give it enough time i don't think uh yeah. but that to me was we had matching gear the same the bald heads the beards the you know it was just when we came out it was the first time in my career that i'd ever walked through the curtain with cold no previous history there and was over yeah because it was just the gimmick right people seen it they are like oh shit you know two 300 pound guys yeah walking and it was great i don't know why we didn't stick with that but
0: that's yeah. a shame. But Someone I mean that that's away. what I, that's what I wanted to create to try and get going with you and Greed. And I thought the two of you together would have been could have been long term goodness. But uh eh,
1: listen. Hey, if I'm in a tag team, I might get another ten years. So there you go, man. There you go. Fucking
0: drag it out. All right, get the okay, fuck buddy. out of here, man. <laughs> All right. I'll see you later. <laughs> Thanks, Rex.